officially began in 2015, but I would say it's a, a it's a uh, compilation of many decades of personal practice. Uh, I've been in the fitness industry since the 90s and have worked in a traditional gym with a, with a you know a membership based gym and uh i prefer to see a gym more that of the classic sense of gym gymnasium uh, being a school and uh i i felt what i saw and i still see to this day is just scratching the surface when it comes to physical culture it's not just physical it's mental it's emotional it's perhaps spiritual and uh, i'm really looking at health first and uh doing things in a, in a sound and sustainable manner i feel quite often what you will see in a lot of gyms nowadays is perhaps something more likened with entertainment and not so much education and it's almost like there's an adversarial approach when it comes to the body. Like people are in some ways, more or less, trying to beat the fat off themselves. And I don't feel, I don't, I can't support that. I can't can, support that. Can you elaborate the entertainment part? The entertainment part? Is that yeah. what you're asking? How gyms are like entertainment. Could you, could you elaborate? Well, there's a social aspect a lot of times, especially within group classes, sure. and that and that's that's fine and that's uh that's very beneficial. We are social beings. Um, I do feel perhaps some of the the classes and the and the way that they're led that it entertains perhaps more to the people's wants. And, no, and that's so much, so the mind typically operates from a place of wants. And, and that's all fine and well, but then ask ourselves in the big picture, so let's just step back and look at the body in respects to its needs, in respect to its needs. So I, I would say rather than, you know, some of these extremes like, you know, these, these overs and, you know, combat this and that and the other thing, uh, there's a time and a place, uh, I would say, the poison in the dose and also look at what is the foundation to fitness, it's health, and you can do whatever you want. However, there's a price, there's a biological involved and so do I want to sacrifice my liver for a nice set of biceps let's say mm. you see them so the body is uh, there's a hierarchy and if you look at embryology for instance it's it's a system of emergence and the skeletal muscular system is at the uh, outer periphery of these vital systems so the body uh, from a biological, like within this context that I'm speaking of right now, is essentially everything that's vital to life, from head 
through the spinal column, everything within the, that torso, that cavity, down to the pelvis. That's the body. The limbs attach to the body. You know, the arms and the legs. So the bottom... Your sit bones, for instance. So if that's probably more than a mouthful. But did, th- did that answer your question, though? Yeah, I, I think I understand. I think I understand what you're trying to say is the and I think that brings me to my next question of how to make exercise because I, I don't think is necessarily right or wrong answer on Oh, well, some a particular gym will be for it's only going to be six weeks and you're going to lose this amount of weight. And, you know, like, I, you know, because that's where I am, where I just wanted to look good uh, mm-hmm. about I just want to feel good. But as I get older, I think, well, I'm actually exercising because I want to be healthy and I want to live longer. And so I feel like the. And I feel like that's it started to shift a little bit more when I was in grad school that started to understand, oh, wow. Okay, so kinesiology. Okay, so the idea of this exercise is to be healthy, to have a long, long, you know, to live longer. Do you know how to, and I don't know if you'll have the the answer to this question, but do you know how to create um, sustainability? How can a person become um, like have become do you, do you get what I'm saying yeah, like yeah. how can you become um, like not fall off your workout yes right? that and, like enjoy it and like be healthy don't do it like everything kind of kind of like that we're talking about yeah yeah this is a good question and I, I feel perhaps this is, a, this is a good question for many to consider for themselves. Um, it remind, I, I might take a little detour here, but I will still go back. I feel it is relevant to this question. Uh, is any of us familiar with the author Simon Sinek? Yeah, I actually, yeah, I know about Simon Sinek. Like the, he talks about leadership and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I like Simon Sinek a lot. Yeah. And so one of his books start with why and he speaks about the golden circle and at the center of the circle is why and then the two other outer rings are then how and what so a lot of times I'll ask people when they come to see me for instance why are you here why is this of any interest to you why does this matter and if it's something that is a matter of their principles, uh, their values, and if it's tied into a feeling, and often if it's tied into something that's bigger than them, uh, I, I feel we have a lot to work with and, and that'll carry us through. If it's something that's just more, I'm chasing some magical number, that I feel isn't enough. It's may, perhaps it's a good starting point and I really feel this is like, it's it could be, at least for myself, it, it's, it's one aspect of one's hero's journey, uh, the hero's quest. And that sometimes it's 
unknown and, and perhaps a bit terrifying. And really what it comes down to, it's self, self-knowledge and self-mastery. And uh, being at ease, I would say we're taking exercise. So if you look at the word exercise, for instance, that's from the word, you know, that's Latin, which means to practice. So if I always wanted to exercise in this way that I'm speaking of, and if I want this to elevate my life, elevate my relationships, elevate my, my being, my participation in life in the world, with that being said, I could essentially practice everything. Everything could be an exercise from my thoughts, to my breathing, to every bite of food. Uh, it's almost as if everything be- becomes a ceremony. Um, I, I feel that would really help support people. So this is a, a, a sustainable practice. So it seems like when you, so when you have a, a client coming to upright movement, do they, do they already know that there is this holistic approach or do they come with a goal of like, I want to, feel better and I want to lose this amount of weight or do they, or do they just come because they know that it's going to be a holistic approach? It depends. Sometimes yes. And and sometimes maybe not, not quite sure. And so a lot of times I, I like to start things off with a, with a, uh, with communication and, and trust and, and, and then perhaps, we're starting to develop a relationship. And so a lot of the people that I've had the responsibility, the honor to work with have been relationships that have been years, uh, eight years or so. And and in, in an into advanced life age, uh, often I find my, and this is, I just feel happens by way of default. I didn't, I didn't set out it to be this way it just became this way um, so a lot of my clients unfortunately but i have had once again responsibility and honor to be alongside with them in this phase is these these chapters of their life's journey uh, last few years of life for instance so you know whether they succumb they eventually succumb to parkinson's or stage four cancer and helping them continue to live the best they can and continue the the right the best story that they can within their hero's journey their hero their hero's quest so, and, so uh, take, yes take us through like an example of just like a a one day's like training kind of session or um intervention and then to like a week to like a month Well, I'll, I'll give you the, the rough general outline as far as what an hour or hour and a half may look like. Uh, a lot of times I prefer to use the term movement lesson rather than training session. A lot of times I'll have them pick a position or a number of positions and then patterns and then perhaps task that they would like to explore so so when you a lot of time patterns 
What do you mean by that? Oh, when I say patterns? Yeah, and positions. Okay, so yeah, I, I like kind of, I use the thing, you know, rules of three. So positions, patterns, and performing tasks. So the positions often found within first year of life, uh, neurodevelopment. So we could do things from the supine. We could do things from the sideline to the, to the back on our side, prone. We could do things uh, from the quadruped, hands and knees. We could do things seated. We could do things from the kneeling tripod and then standing, walking. Uh, I also like to put hanging in there as well. Uh, we could do those, those. Those are developmental positions. And I also like to have people practice these uh, primitive postures of rest as well. So anything involving just a natural resting position for a human. So just having our body on the ground, a lot of times uh, full flexion of the of the lower limbs uh, so those those would be two things for instance a lot of times i like them to really start to focus on breathing uh, i'll give them some time to do some uh, breathing especially through the nose feel the movement of the rib cage emphasize the exhalation perhaps a, a bit more so than the inhalation uh, hold pause for a comfortable amount of time and just notice the shift in their body, you know, feeling perhaps, you know, drier, warmer hands compared to cold and clammy. Uh, do, we, do we start to feel the interoceptive sense as far as our breath and our heartbeat and the movement of our ribs and our, our sternum? Uh, are we starting to secrete more saliva, for instance? So are, are we shifting uh, you know, autonomic nervous system states, for instance? And then I like them to massage aspects of above the neck, so neck, jawline, face, eyes, ears, uh, even even their hair and, and scalp. This is to once again help with more of a restorative shift of the nervous system and vagus nerve. Uh, I'll have them put sometimes these uh, like a, what is it tiger balm ointment on the. Uh, outer aspects of their wrists and uh, ankles and knees. So there's more uh, sensory stimulation of their skin. Uh, I'm trying to kind of highlight areas of their brain, uh, the, the, for instance. So, or, or really what it comes down to, I'm really trying to get as much of the senses online to help prime movement. I do have a system that captures things, what is it, every one one thousandth of a second. And so it's a hardware software system made by Microgate and it's called the Optogate system. And I have the one meter treadmill. And so I'll have people walk in the treadmill for at least 30 seconds and that system's capturing all the data and it's going to, yeah, it's going to break things down as far as contact time, flight time, stride length, uh, a number of other things. And I also have them wear a gyroscope 
in between their shoulder blades so I can get a little bit of an idea as far as their body sway goes. And then the, the LED bars captures everything as far as their inter interaction with the surface below them. And then I, get a, I can get a pretty, pretty good idea with that uh, objective data and then the subjective information through my eyes. And then the, the performance of their tasks, I'll ask them, you know, how does it feel? Does this, you know, feel fluid? Uh, so I want to get some feedback from them. So I have some things that might show some asymmetries, let's say, but I'll ask them, you know, how does your left feel compared to your right, for instance? Thanks. And so I, I guess between uh, the client and myself, and then the, uh, the technology that I'm using is that we have multiple lenses and where I'm trying to, you know, like have a, a Venn diagram, something of a Venn diagram. And then uh, basically we'll go after what are the bottlenecks and try to minimize them as best as we can. And I, and I feel perhaps awareness is a good starting point. For this. People generally have an innate sense that something is a bit, there's something amok, let's say, but they can't quite put their finger on it. And so when we kind of, uh, you know, provide this, this panorama and then like, okay, here you are on the map. I, a long ways. And then, okay, okay here, here you are on the map. This is where you'd, you'd like to be. And then these are some of the things that we can navigate to help us get there. Yeah. Does this does this um this software that you have this treadmill that you have do you look at kinematics kinematics I'm assuming, kinetics as well or like it sounds like stride lanes and all that yeah. oh but like are you talking about like joint angles yeah joint yeah. angles I'm just interested in knowing does it I don't think I would do that. well uh the the Geico uh the the Geico piece of this system they're they're both made by microgrid by the way um does have that ability. Um, I, I do have a, uh, as far as my eye goes, I, I have a pretty good idea as far as what the general healthy range is. And so I, I, I was, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so a lot, of, a lot of times I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that in particular, as far as joint angles, as far as like the positions of rest. So I'll have them go onto their back and kind of form something like that of uh, the Vitruvian man, uh, Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian man. And so, okay, can you be on your back comfortably? Can you have shoulder flexion comfortably? And then can you have, you know, have your right ear rest on the ground or close to it at least, and then the other way. And so like, are you comfortable in these positions? And I'm getting some feedback. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I could, I could rest here. And then I'll have them do the same thing, for instance, on their stomach. And so these, these are natural resting postures. And then, uh, yeah, can you sit on your, on your heels? Can you sit on the tops of your feet? Can you sit on your toes? And so a lot of times with that, uh, if, and if we're sitting on our feet, when we're sitting on our, like when we have the, the toe flexion, for instance, I want to see, is the ball of the feet 
supporting the body and is the heels supporting the sit bones because that's generally going to be a healthy range mm-hmm. the pelvis is the pelvis isn't resting on sit bones and if i don't have that toe flexion and so the 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 actual body of my foot's not so much supporting the ground it's more my toes then i see something there that that there's lacking so that i i would say those are the things i'm looking at most when it comes to kinematics I see. If that, so, if, that, if, that, if that answers your question. It definitely answers my question. It, it's actually very interesting because you have, it's almost like you have already an idea of like what that healthy population looks like. It's like, like a physical that, therapy. Yeah, actually, sure. it's, very, it's yeah. very interesting. People take classes with you because it seems like what I really like about, it's like, it seems like you really take care of your clients and you're building that relationship. But so how can people take classes with you? Or do you have a particular like range? Only people from this age to this age, or is it more like a private approach? Or how how can people take classes with you? Well, you know, uh, I work I work with, geez, everybody from well the past few years I'd say everybody from nineteen to ninety two. Wow. So everyone in between, everyone in between, and I even work with the U.S. Forest Service wildland firefighters. And some people who jump out of airplanes in the middle of a fire. So I would say it's everyone's an athlete. It's all it's all uh, relative. We're all having to uh, deal with time and we compete with gravity in, in some ways, uh, more or less, depending. So it's all a matter of context. Uh, I, I work Most of my work is with people uh, in person because when I have a studio, for instance, I mm -hmm. try to create a very, very enriching environment to where they're interacting, you know, through their senses, their right, their their sensory body, more with their environment, and having that do the majority of the speaking and educating, not so much me, because uh, movement is is pre-language, it's pre-species as far as our particular species goes. So it's 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 the oldest and the smartest one in the room really. Um, and then I work with people online on Zoom, for instance. Uh, I've I've uh, hosted workshops. I've also mentored some people, whether that was um, locally in person or remotely. So. Um, I have a, a few. If people, are, if yes, people are interested, I'm so sorry. If people are interested, can they just reaching out to you to Upright Movement? They should be able to get more information there. Absolutely. That website, Upright Movement. I'm on, you know, the few of the social media platforms out there, the Facebook, the Instagram. I'm on YouTube as well. And so, uh, yeah, feel free to, you know, Contact me if you have any questions, and if you, if you'd like to have a, you know, in a relationship and perhaps some work together, uh, yes, that's what I'm here for to, to help Great. people. Yeah. So, so I saw one one other thing on your website that was pretty interesting. You you had like this levels of ground reaction force, and can you explain that? Like when I was when I was thinking about it like from i was thinking of like full body movements like more vigorous movements for for different goals 
um, when I was looking at it. But yeah, could you explain it a little bit more? Right. And so I'm glad I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I did I did mention you know time and gravity. Th those are universals to all bodies, all masses. And uh, so gra gravity is, I believe it's 33 feet per second. You know, mm -hmm. it, it has no ability to lie. It's unbiased. And so it tells the truth. And now if we're just standing, you know, that's going to be about one times our body weight as far as ground reaction forces. When we start to walk, it's going to be about one and a half times. When we start to jog, maybe it's going to be about three times. Running, three to five. Uh, sprinting, jumping, we start we start moving towards uh, double digits then. So, okay, let's say you're 100 pounds. Okay, you're, you're, you're sprinting. That's 1,000 pounds of ground gallon is going to decrease, going to decrease. Perhaps there's going to be a little bit more wear and tear on the brick and perhaps a little bit more wear and tear on other aspects of the automobile as well, because once again, gravity is unbiased. And the more, oh. you got that? No, no, go, go on, sorry. And so the more mass that a body has, so whether it's 100 pounds or a couple thousand pounds, as far as the automobile goes, and the more velocity, the more force. So, like I said in the, in the early uh, beginning of the interview, is that uh, everything comes at a cost. Can I pay it? And mm -hmm. so a lot of times I feel when, when all things are equal within this, it's, it's a, a system of systems within our body. When all of those things are equal and, and, and well, ideally, uh, to the point I can manage ground reaction forces very well, right? Inertia, momentum, uh, yeah, what was the other? As far as the, yeah, the laws of motion, oh yeah, momentum, ground, ground reaction forces, the, the better off I'll be uh, when it comes to my musculoskeletal health. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times, like if we're just in the air, we're fine. You know, you're, you're, you're mid-flight as far as running, sprinting, jumping. But eventually, you're going to have to return back to the ground. Mm -hmm. Now, nine times out of ten, if something isn't quite right upon the landing, that's when things happen. Now, yeah. like in, in, in football, for instance, if you're in the middle of the air jumping to catch a ball, a wide receiver, and you get, you know, hit <laughs> mid-flight, sure, things happen. It's, it's still mass at the end of the day. It's someone else's mass. But then when we return back to the earth, it's the biggest mass of all, that of the earth. Big mass wins. Big mass beats smaller mass. I get, I get what you're saying. Um, Corey, but I guess I, I went a little over. I'm going to ask um, the last question is, uh, did you move today? Yes, I did. What'd you do? I hiked. I hiked oh. uh, in between in the in between the rain. Nice, that's great. Because Corey's but is close to um Humboldt area. You're in Humboldt, okay? Yeah. So I the think he's. Are you, awesome you're close there. to Humboldt area, right, Corey? 
I am, and I'm actually uh, friends with uh, Angelique, Oh, nice. who, who you guys you guys spoke with uh, some time ago. I'm not quite sure how long ago. Who uh, she's a Pilates practitioner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a good person. Yeah, yeah. she is. She is. We used to we used to work together out of the same gym a few years back. Nice. So it's, definitely, it's a small, back, it's a small world. Definitely yeah. too humble and like go to operate movement. Oh, yeah, I'll check it out. I guess yeah. we have one. Are you question. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, are you guys in LA? Yeah. Yeah. We're LA. Okay. Great, LA. great. Yes. We have one more question for you. And what mm -hmm. is movement for you? Movement for me, I'd say, is, is my medicine. And uh, I, I don't know if you, if you saw earlier when I replied back to you, you two, is that I, I feel it can be very healthy in many ways. I mean, since being human, there's, there's multitudes to the human experience, right? And so uh, from Latin, a, a sound mind and a sound body, for instance, and and, and in addition to that, are, are either one of you familiar with Moje Feldenkrais? No. I've, I've heard no, of Feldenkrais. Actually, I've heard of Feldenkrais. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he, he was, so he's really big. I mean, he's since passed on, I, if I recall, sometime during the 80s. But um, he was kind of uh, someone who is about the same time period, if I, if I recall correctly, uh, that of a... Uh, Joseph Pilates. Yeah. So I had a hundred years or so ago, you know, 1920s. Um, but Mo and Moje is really big. And as far as his practitioners today are really big in, in the somatic circles of movement. And, and one of the things I recall having heard from Moje is that I'll, I'll, this is his quote. What I'm after isn't flexible bodies, but flexible brains. What I'm after is to restore each person to their human dignity. For me, that's movement. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. nice. Thank you very much, Corey, for being here and for taking the time. Uh, we really appreciate it. And I'm sure we will meet eventually. Like, Daniel loves Humboldt. So I'm sure, like, we'll, we'll definitely try to go to upright movement eventually. Yeah. Anything else that you would like well, to I'm add? Looking, I'm well, I'm looking for a home right now because I, uh, I lost my space that I was working out of, and so I'll be on the lookout, and I'll, and then I'll let you know if yeah we, we maintain communication. I'll, I'll let you know as far as where where I'll be. Yeah, please do. Yeah, what else? What, what else were you guys gonna say? No, you would like to add uh, for people listening. Well, uh, I I would say. You know, look look at the the panorama of, of uh, the human body and that of the human experience on Earth, and the the majority of human existence, ninety percent or or so, has been that of nomadic hunter gatherers, and I and I feel a lot of what people, many people, are struggling with today within their bodies. Health-wise, fitness, musculoskeletal, mental, emotional, perhaps even spiritual, is due to hyper-novelty 
and mismatch. Mm-hmm. And not to say that we're going to turn the clock back, but let's just say there's some things that we can borrow from the legacy of that of our species. Because if if it wasn't for the, the, the legacy success of our species, that 200,000 some odd year journey, we would not have made the journey and be here today. So it's, it's I would say borrow from the old and, and, and try to have that within your modern day practice as, as best as possible. And just to pay attention, uh, feel more and perhaps slow down and just, uh, yeah, really feel uh, your body and, you know, interacting with your environment and, you know, be focus more on being and less on doing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. that does. Thank you, Corey, for being here. And uh, thank you, everyone else, for listening. I hope that you moved today. And if you haven't, you still have time.